My name is June Perret, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for joining us for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is episode 248 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, we have a legend with us. We have June Foray. She is a voiceover legend with Rocky the Squirrel and Grandma Gummy and Granny on the Looney Tunes, Tweety and Sylvester, and just goes on and on and all the things that she's done. And uh, we're going to be talking with her about her career and all the shows she's been on. It's going to be a great interview, so stick around for that. It's coming up in a few minutes. And it's that time again. It is time for letting you know what's coming away in theaters and on DVD releases in February. So we're going to get right into it. We've got a big show coming your way. June Foray is coming up in a few minutes. Stick around. It's next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness. Remakes coming your way in February. Well, I don't know what's going on in Hollywood, but they are not doing any remakes this month. That's that's amazing. You know? <laughs> they haven't been doing that for a while. Uh, it seems like less and less, but, uh, you know, you know they're going to be coming. So stick around. They'll have more. But... Since there are no remakes coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies? Upcoming new movies coming your way in February in theaters is Bullet to the Head, starring Sylvester Stallone as a hitman who partners with a straight-as-an-arrow detective. Also on February 1st, look for zombies to come to the big screen once again in Warm Bodies, in which a human survivor falls in love with a zombie. Stand-Up Guys comes your way on February 1st. It stars Al Pacino, Christopher Walken, and Alan Arkin in a touching action comedy, they're calling it. That sounds different. And it's about retired gangsters out for one last night. And the comedy, Identity Theft, with Jason Bateman and Melissa McCarthy, arrives on February 8th. And the thriller, Side Effects, with Channum Tating, hits theaters on February 8th. Also on February 8th, Charlie Sheen is back and he's winning. It's a glimpse inside the mind of Charles Swan III. And it's a comedy, like I said, starring Charlie Sheen. Safe Haven is a love story with Josh Duhamel and Juliana Howe, and that's coming your way on February 14th. Also on February 14th, look for Beautiful Creatures and an animated film called Escape from Planet Earth. And Brandon Fraser is in that one. On February 22nd, Dark Skies arrives in a supernatural thriller starring Carrie Russell. And one of the stars of that film, Caden Rocket, one of the little boys in that film, is going to be here on On Screen and Beyond in a couple of weeks, so stick around for that, and we will be interviewing him. That is it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we take a peek at what's coming away as far as sequels down at Sequel City, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Sequels coming your way in February. Not usually a lot of sequels in February, only because they sort of save those, because if they're making a sequel, generally it's a big film, and uh, they save it for the summer or the holiday season. So 
they got two coming out. One is called The Haunting in Connecticut 2, Ghosts of Georgia, and it's going to be scaring you on February 1st. And one that used to be during the big season of all the monster hits, uh, the Die Hard series is going to be coming your way. It's called uh, A Good Day to Die Hard with Bruce Willis, and it continues the story of John McClane. We'll see what goes on with that one. That is about it for Sequel City coming your way in February in theaters. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to tell you what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD in February. TV on DVD coming your way in February. Well, a lot of good ones coming. February 5th, you can catch Alias Smith & Jones Special Edition, the complete series. Good series there. Animaniacs, Volume 4, Cougar Town, Season 1, Season 2, Season 3, and Gunsmoke, Season 7, Volume 2, and The Virginian, Season 7. February 12th, look for Bonanza Season 5. Family Matters Season 3, Gossip Girl Season 6, and the complete series. The Hardy Boys' Nancy Drew Mysteries Season 3 will be coming your way on February 12th, as well as Matlock Season 8, Nurse Jackie Season 4, and Weeds Season 8. February 19th, Battlestar Galactica Blood and Chrome Edition is going to be coming your way. It's unrated. And Duck Dodgers Season 1. And you can also catch Season 2 of The Game of Thrones and Life and Times of Grizzly Adams Season 2 will be coming your way, along with Six Million Dollar Man Season 3. On February 26, you can catch The Client List Season 1, Law and Order Season 12, West Point The Complete Series, and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Season 2, Volume 1. That is it for TV on DVD coming your way in February. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD in February? We'll tell you next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Movies on DVD coming your way in February. Well, February 5th, look for Alex Cross with Tyler Perry, Flight with Denzel Washington, and Here Comes the Boom with Kevin James along with A Late Quartet with Christopher Walken. February 12th, it looks like Quentin Tarantino's Man with the Iron Fist will be coming your way, and The Perks of Being a Wallflower with Logan Lerman. And also look for Silent Hill Revelation with Sean Bean and James Bond Skyfall with Daniel Craig. February 19th, Anna Carino with Kira Knightley, and Argo with Ben Affleck, and Sinister with Ethan Hawke. On February 26th, catch Chasing Mavericks with Gerard Butler, and The Master with Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's it for movies on DVD coming your way in February. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we have a chance to sit down and talk with a TV legend, movie legend. She's a voiceover legend. She's done so many things. She's one of the original voiceover actors in the the business. She is a legend. She is June Foray. She will be coming your way in just a moment here at On Screen and Beyond. And like I said, June has uh, been the voice of Rocky in Rocky and Bullwinkle. 
She was the voice of Grammy Gummy on the Gummy Bears for Disney. She uh, been an unbelievable amount of uh, different shows. Uh, Jokey Smurf on the uh, Smurfs. And uh, Granny on Sylvester and Tweety on the Looney Tunes. And she was Witch Hazel on the Looney Tunes. And, and the list just goes on and on and on and on. We're going to talk about all that stuff. June Foray coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. My guest today on On Screen Beyond is truly a living legend. Generations have grown up with her voice as some of the animation's most memorable characters. Whether you remember her as Rocky J. Squirrel on Rocky and Bullwinkle, Cindy Lou Who on How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Granny on Looney Tunes, Tweety and Sylvester, Grammy Gummy on The Gummy Bears, Nell Fenwick on Dudley Do-Right, Grandma Fa in Mulan, or many other roles, she has always made us smile and she's an Emmy winner. It's June Foray. June, it's an honor to have you here at On Screen and Beyond. Well, it's very flattering. Yes, I've been um, on screen as well, on screen. Yes. <laughs> Can you believe that? I know. <laughs> You've done so many roles, and so many generations know you for different roles that you had. Was being a voice over person your goal when you when you started in the business? Well... I started in radio when I was 12 years old, and um, I, whoever thought of television right, true. Or, or animation, you know, I had heard of Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, but I never thought that I'd do voices for cartoons. It never entered my mind, because I, I told my mother and father when I was six years old I wanted to be an actress. But I thought I would either be on the stage mm-hmm. or in front of the camera, and that was it. But um, I had what was called an elocution teacher, and she had a radio show, and I was 12 years old, and she put me on the radio. And then that was in um, Springfield, Massachusetts, and it was a, uh, the radio was... Um, uh, uh, BZ, WBZA was Boston, WBZ was Boston, and Springfield was WBZA. Yes. And I had the hubris to uh, call a director who uh, had, a, had a show on every week. And I said, you know, I can do all of these things. Well, they hired me. I was 15, and then... Um, my mother and father moved out to California uh, with my sister and brother. And um, I started in radio here. I I wrote a show called Lady Make Believe. I wrote all the children's stories. I was only 17 and 18. Wow. And yet um, I was very fortunate that uh, the schools loved it and Lady Make-Believe not only was on the air, but it went through the schoolroom. And then, of course, I continued on radio. And it wasn't until I was under contract to Capitol Records 
that I got a call <clears throat> from Disney, and I, I played, I just did um, the screeching of Lucifer the Cat in Cinderella. Mm -hmm. I, I had no idea <laughs> about doing voices for cartoons, but here I was working for Walt Disney with Mickey Mouse, <laughs> and, and so it started everything. Yeah. Now, it did, was amazing. Did you get to meet Walt Disney? I never did. You never did? It was amazing because he was a big fan of mine. Wow. Because when I was under contract with Capitol Records, with Mel Blanc and Stan Freeberg and Dawes Butler, I did all kinds of characters, and I guess that's where... <laughs> I think about that's where Disney heard about me, uh -huh. and uh, my gosh, after I did the Cat and Cinderella, I did a character called Witch Hazel. You probably remember that. Oh yes, yes. Because um, and I played Goofy's wife, and I was in Peter Pan. They even rotoscoped me as one of the mermaid, one of the mermaids. And, um, gosh, after that, I did so much for Disney. And then my agent called and said, how would you like to work at Warner Brothers? And you'll meet Chuck Jones. And I said, Chuck who? <laughs> I, was, I was so new to animation, I didn't know who Chuck Jones was. But, my mm. gosh, everything after that, everything that Chuck did, I did. Yeah. And then Walter Lance called me and Tex Avery, and I was sent to do voices for animation for the rest of my life. <laughs> do you do you have any regrets that you didn't do more live action? I've been, uh, I I turned out a lot of things, but the last thing I did was Green Acres. Yes, Because yeah. I do, I go the Mexican accent, and everybody who needed somebody who would talk with a Mexican accent, they would call June Foray. And so I didn't have to voice test. I didn't have to audition in front of the camera. And so I played a Mexican uh, lady that they picked up off the field and put her in a in an office uh, by a, a telephone. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was trying to get my boss all the time on the phone. I couldn't get him. They put a, a long black wig on me. And, and so that was the last thing I did on camera. Yeah. I turned down a lot of on camera things because you know, it's so much easier to, uh, to go to a uh, a recording session there for two hours, no memorizing lines. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, um, it's been a joyous profession. And I'm still working. Yes, yeah. Of all the characters you've done, and at the beginning of this interview, we listed a whole bunch of different roles that you've done. Is there anyone that was your favorite? You know, everybody asked me that. And, you know, there's a little bit of everything in me. Uh, of all the characters that I do. Maybe I'm even part witch. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, you know, Jokey Smurf and 
Rammy Gummy and the Gummy Bears and all the characters I I did for Jay Ward. Um, they're all a part of me. But I think um, I get so much fan mail every week. And a lot of people not only mention Rocky mm-hmm. and Natasha, but they they mention Cindy Lou Who. Yes. And um, one of their favorites, if if you remember the Twilight Zone, the doll who killed Kelly Savalas, Cockatina. Mm-hmm. And um, so people remember that because I did the voice of the doll, Chatty Kathy, you know, the, you pull the string and she talks. Yeah. And yeah. so my agent called and said, you're working on the Twilight Zone. Well, gee, working on the Twilight Zone, because I loved Rod Sterling. And um, so I did talk to Gina, who was very sweet. You know, she, uh, uh, she uh, was the only time anybody heard her talk was the mean husband. And so Taki Tina would say, my name is Taki Tina, and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> she was very sweet, and she does. Now, we had on the show, probably a couple of years ago, Mary Badham, and she was in an episode of The Twilight Zone, and your voice was dubbed in for her. Do you remember that episode? Yes, when uh, when... Uh, she dives under the pool. Yes. Yeah. 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 Now, yeah. why didn't they use her voice? That was that was my voice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How, how come? That amazing. Why did you they? Know, I'm so fortunate because they used to call me one take Ray. <laughs> I don't know why, but anyway, um, I did a lot of ADR work, and as soon as they needed somebody to replace somebody on the screen or do off-camera voices for movies, they would just automatically call me. So I did a lot of ADR work, and sometimes I'm looking at an old movie, and I hear myself. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you remember all those roles that you did, or are you surprised sometimes when you hear your voice? I'm surprised. I can't, you know, Brian, I've done so much. I can't remember I'm sure, yeah. I did. I somebody told me that I did Grandma Dynamite on the Flintstones. Uh, I don't remember doing that. Really? But she was only in one episode, but she was very noticeable. <laughs> yeah. Now now you mentioned the Flintstones. I see here that uh, at one time you did the voice of Betty Rubble. Is that is that true? Well, only in, uh, I had worked with Heather and Barbera before they opened their own studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were at MGM, and I did a lot of Tom and Jerry's for them. And then they opened their own studio. Then uh, either Bill or uh, Bill Heather or Joe called me and said, <laughs> We've got a show called The Flagstones. Would you be willing to uh, <laughs> voice just for a demo? Oh, so I, I did. Yeah? So you and, were the original then. then. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> apparently 
it didn't suit them, so they had auditions. And um, so I said to my agent, why don't you call them so they can audition me? I can do a different voice. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, they wouldn't let me do it. Oh, that's so too bad. about two years later, uh, Joe called my agent and said, we'd like her to work on something. And I, I was terrible. I said, you tell him to take a long walk off a short pier. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then after that, uh, I did a lot of things for them. Wow. But um, nothing steady. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I did all the things with Jay Ward and yes. Warner Brothers. Once Chuck Jones hired me as with Hazel, mm -hmm. the same, <laughs> the same actress, the same name, the same voice, really. Yeah. As as with Hazel that I did for Disney, and um, Disney was furious. And you know, I never worked for Disney again until after he died. Wow. He was oh. so angry. Wow. But it was it wasn't my fault. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now, I, I see that you were the original voice of Karen in Frosty the Snowman. Is that true? Yes, yes. So what happened there? They said they re-edited it? I don't know. I did Karen and I also did The Teacher. And it says starring Paul Fries and June Foray. And it was on... Uh, during Christmas time, and apparently, uh, I it said starring Paul Fries and June Foray, so maybe they replaced it. I don't know. Yeah, huh. that's, that's it's a, weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Now you've been in so many classics, and of course you were in uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah, as Cindy Lou Who. Um, did you get to meet any of the other people like Boris Karloff? Oh yes. He, you know, here this man plays an evil guy mm -hmm. all the time, and he was one of the most charming, gentle people I've ever met. Really, yeah, delightful man, yeah. And Cindy Lou Who, she only had one line, and yet people love her. Oh yeah, I get fan mail like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Does it surprise you that people remember you for so many different roles? Uh, it did surprise me. It doesn't anymore. Yeah, I'm sure. Because uh, I get so much fan mail from all over the world. I get it from Singapore, from India, from Slovakia, Denmark, Poland. Jeez. It's crazy. Yeah. Because huh. once when I was in Italy, uh, I knew some people at, at Rye Television, and they were playing the Smurfs, so I thought, oh, boy, 
I called and said, could I come and watch one of the episodes? I thought, well, I'll get a nice residual. Well, <laughs> it was it was translated into their own language. <laughs> so, but now, practically everybody all over the world speaks English, so they hear me now, mm -hmm. the original. Yeah. And that's why I get fan mail. Pardon my voice. I've had a very bad cold. Yeah, yeah, I, I realize. Yeah, and our, our audience, I'm sure they'll understand. Everybody's getting colds right now, so it's... <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's why I was late, Brian, uh, to accept your call. Mm -hmm. The doctor gave me a prescription for nose drops and inhalers. And it took longer than I thought. Yeah, and well, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's no problem, and I and I hope you feel better. And I realize I appreciate you still doing the interview. <laughs> well, my voice isn't as high as it usually is. It's kind of hoarse, but yeah, I'm feeling a lot better. Well, that's good. Now, June, over the years, of course, animation wasn't the only thing that you've been in. I noticed that you've been in. Uh, you did voiceovers for Gilligan's Island. Bewitched, Lost in Space, all those different shows? Yes. Well, yeah, I did. They uh, they just knew that I could I could do any voice they wanted and so I did it. It always surprises me. I got a I got a check a few weeks ago. I don't know what it was for, but it was for eight cents. <laughs> the gross amount was twelve cents. They took four four cents out for taxes, but at least they were honest, and they sent me a residual check. Wow, that's that's <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, jeez. But you know, I'm still working. Six months ago, in June, I got an Emmy. Yes. For the uh, the witch, I do Mrs. Cauldron on the Garfield show. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm still doing granny when I was too young to be a granny. <laughs> now that I'm old enough to be a granny, I'm still doing it. <laughs> now, on Looney Tunes. Yes, yeah. You do so many characters. Do you have to listen to what your earlier versions of those voices in order to continue to do it the same way, or is it drilled into your head now? Well, sometimes I like to listen to it. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I did Magic Dispel on DuckTales, mm -hmm. and uh, she was, you know, the evil woman, T and Ma Beagle, which I also played. Yes. And I got a call from Disney that uh, they're doing a game, a DuckTales game, <clears throat> and Alan Young, of course, is a good friend of mine, and uh, of course he was a lead in DuckTales. Yes. And uh, I said to uh, Alan, did you get a call to do Scrooge? He said, yes, he did. So I, I listened to what I did before, and it was a little higher. And I, I made her the same higher, and they said, no, it's a little too high. <laughs> so uh, I didn't have a call then, so I made her a little bit lower. But uh, here I am doing Magic of the Spell wow. from DuckTales. It's yeah. going to be a game. Yeah. So Alan Young is still working? Well, he doesn't work very much. But, of course, 
he's Alan Young. Right. And he was the lead of DuckTales. Right, Scrooge so, McDuck, yes. Yeah, so when I got my call for Magica, I, I talked to uh, Alan and I said, did they call you? He said, yes, they did, and I'm going to record you. So we weren't at the same recording session, but I know he did it. Yeah. Now, I wanted to, to ask you about the gummy bears. Yeah. Grammy Gummy was such a nice character. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did did Disney was, just call you for kind of gruff, but she was a sweet person. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So did they just call you up to do that, or did you have to audition? or? No. No. I, um, I also played, uh, oh, uh, no, I'm thinking of Mother Nature on the Smurf. Yes, yeah. No. Uh, because um, I did Jokey Smurf, of course, and I did that every week. And um, Gordon Hunt, he was the director, you know, Helen Hunt's father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, Gordon said, uh, June, will you audition for Mother Nature? I said, well, Gordon, I'm on every week, and I double on everything. And he said, well, Joe Barbera wants to hear you. Well, I knew that a lot of people tried to copy my voice, you know that. Uh-huh. And um, so I thought, boy, I'm not going to use my granny voice because I knew somebody would try to make Mother Nature like granny. Mm-hmm. So I did more of a, you know, a, a trick of heavy set woman like that. <laughs> and Joe listened to the first uh, tape and he said, too much like June Ray. He listened to the second tape and he said, too much like June Ray. He listened to the third one. He said, now that's the one I want. And it was June Foray. Jeez. <laughs> 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 so is it difficult to change your voice so it doesn't sound like another character? No, because uh, when I did Rocky and Natasha, I would talk like Rocky, and then in the same breath, I'd answer as Natasha. Oh, so you did it. Wow, that... <laughs> I'd get confused. <laughs> well, I, I do it now, except I'm kind of hoarse. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, when in Mulan, you were Grandmother Fa. Yes. And um, she sang. Did you sing too, or, or was no, that, that no. was dubbed in? No, uh, I don't know who sang, but I didn't know. Yeah. They had originally hired somebody else to do Grandma Fa. Oh, really? I don't know who it was. Yeah. I think maybe a, a Chinese lady, but they said they, they were very unhappy. So I got a call one day, no audition. They just said, uh, uh, can you be at work? And I said, yeah, of course. <laughs> and so I get in there, and it's Grandma Pa. And uh, I, I didn't know that somebody else had done it. But uh, Tony Bancroft, he's a wonderful animator. And uh, Tony said, you want somebody who can do Grandma Fa, who would do a good job, call June Foray. So 
so they did. Hmm. I didn't know this sooner or anything. Yeah. Now, you mentioned earlier several different names of people who were voice character actors, and your name is, of course, a, a legend, but you also named Mel Blanc and Paul Fries. Yes, and they're both it, gone. And you, you, you named them off. And did you do a lot of work, the, the, the bunch of you? Because, I mean, you're all, all those names are synonymous with animation. Right. Did, right. You, did you work together a lot? Oh, God, yes. I must have done at least 30 or 40 theatrical films with Mel. Uh, at Warner Brothers, those were theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Boston Picture Theater. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Paul Fries, uh, he was on every week with uh, Rock and Bullwinkle. And, uh, and Douglas Do Right. So mm-hmm. I worked with Paul all the time. He was such a brilliant, wonderful, versatile actor. And, Gosh, I'm the only one still around. Yeah, yeah. And working. Yep. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah, jeez. When you won the Emmy last year, were you... In June. Okay. June 2012, and everybody says, how many Emmys do you have? (laughs) And I said... I hadn't even been nominated before. Well, I was going to say, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you won, and, and, and congratulations on that. But what took them so long? <laughs> I, Brian, I have no idea. It, um, it kind of amazed me, too, because um, everybody said, it's about time, or how many do you have? But um, I got it for playing a witch. Mrs. Cauldron mm-hmm. on the uh, Garfield show. Yeah. Mark Evanier, who is a wonderful writer and director, and, and he was the one who uh, nominated me, and apparently the Television Academy agreed. And uh, I was really surprised yeah. because there, there were three or four other people who were nominated, and uh, I said to Mark, I'll never get it. You know, these guys are so great. But I did. It, yeah. it just amazed me. So I've got my Emmy yeah. this late in life. <laughs> now, some of our listeners uh, may be younger, so they may not even know you from those the, the roles of Rocky and Bullwinkle and those things, but they will remember you probably from, you've been on some other shows uh that they might know, like uh, Family Guy and The Simpsons. You've been on both of those shows, correct? Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. The Gummy Bears, Duck Tales. Yeah. I, the first series I ever did was Spider-Man and His Friends. That's, that's really before all the series began. Mm-hmm. I played Aunt May. Aunt May, yes. Yeah. Jeez. And um, I don't know what... It, it just keeps going on. They say I'm a legend. Thank God I'm a living one right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, June, I want to finish up with just two more questions. Okay. When you watch TV, what are your favorite TV shows now and of all time? What, what do you enjoy when you watch TV? You mean an animated show? Anything. Any, any show that you just like to watch. Oh, boy. There were... Um, I like to watch 
um, what was the title of the uh, the doctors in Korea? Mash. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that was that. a good show. <laughs> and um, what are some others? There are a couple of others, but that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm I'm being prejudiced. I, I'm not watching any of the new series. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's yeah. Now, what about movies? What are your favorite movies of all time? The movies. Yeah. The animated movies or any movie, any movie that you like to watch, whether it's new or old, doesn't make any difference. Oh, I love Casablanca. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I I watched that quite a bit because I I loved Humphrey Bogart, and uh, when I was doing radio, CBS and NBC were in Hollywood, of course, mm-hmm. and I'd be doing radio, and I live in the San Fernando Valley, and so I couldn't drive home between shows, so I used to go to the Brown Derby which was on Vine Street, and I drove my car uh, into the little uh, driveway for the uh, uh, the people to take my car up. And there was a man standing on the other side of the little alleyway waiting for his car. And as I was standing there waiting to cross the street, he came running across the street. And he kissed me on the cheek, and he said, "Oh my, you're a cutie!" And guess who it was? Who? Humphrey Bogart. Wow. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll never forget that. It was such a wonderful experience because I I loved Casablanca, mm. and here I was being adored by by the lead in Casablanca. Yeah. Wow. That that's really quite a story. <laughs> Did you hear that they were going to make a sequel to Casablanca? Oh, no. I know, I know. I feel the same way. <laughs> oh, I can't believe that. That's that's the, what the rumors are right now. They're looking into doing that, which which I think oh, is a shame. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Why do they do that? I know. I don't know. <laughs> it's such a, a classic, wonderful film. And occasionally when I... I feel a little blue, you know, after my husband died. Mm-hmm. I I turn on Casablanca, and it makes me feel so good. Oh, this is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, sequels are never that good anyway. I know it's 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 just it's not there can be nothing like the original. No, yeah. you're absolutely right. Yeah. So, well, June. I thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I know you have a cold and you're not feeling quite well, but uh, I, I thank you for taking the time to do this, and it's been such an honor to have you on the show. I really appreciate you being well, here. Well, I appreciate your calling me, and I'm sorry my my voice isn't what it has been, but I, I do have the cold, so I hope I'll get over it in a while. Yes, I hope you're feeling better. Thank you, darling. June Foray, a big thank you going out to her. Truly a living legend and such a trooper. I mean, you know, most people would have a, a cold and they would say, well, let's do it another time. Uh, to a voiceover actor, their voice is everything. June has a cold. 
She's not feeling well. She still wants to do the interview. We could have done it another time, but she's just just wanted to go on with it. So just just amazing person, you know, just to be able to continue on. And I thank her so much for taking so much time to talk to us here and, and sharing her story with us. And uh, just uh, Rocky, you know, loved Rocky the Squirrel. Who didn't? I mean, you know, and then, like I say, through the generation, she's just done so many other things that uh, all the generations have enjoyed. So it's not just somebody who we remember from one era. It just continues on. Uh, when I was a kid, my kids, uh, your kids, it just continues on. And even now, she's still doing things. So we thank her very much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. And let's see here. we got to wrap things up. But uh, I want to uh, remind you that the Oscars are coming up. And, uh, you know, if you want, uh, give us an idea of what you think uh, will be the winning best picture, okay? A lot of people are emailing on their, their ideas, and that's great. You can also leave it at Facebook if you'd like. Post right there on our wall. And uh, we'll see, see what you can come up with as far as uh, the winning uh, best picture, and it is a bunch of them. I, it's not like they used to when they had four choices. Now they got, what, ten choices or whatever it is. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. So uh, let's see. If you are going to be shopping, please remember to go to onscreenandbeyond.com. And if you're shopping from one of our sponsors, uh, just, just click on there first, okay, to get you to their site. It'll help support the show. We'd appreciate that very much. If you're on iTunes, please leave a review. And if you are on Facebook... Be sure to like us. We'd love to have you there. So if you want to email me, email me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And I uh, love hearing from everybody. Uh, last week's show, we had Gary Sinise. And uh, I just got a flood of emails and downloads and everything else. It's just amazing you know, how he can just draw the people in. If you haven't listened to that episode, listen to that episode, 247 with Gary Sinise. You just don't want to miss that. And while you're there, look at the, our rerun section at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we have so many episodes there that people can listen to. So uh, go ahead and listen to them and tell a friend. We'd love you to do that. And that's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Take care.